Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another very special Soul Talk episode. Today and this week's episode is one of those soul sessions where I'm going to be sharing some insight and inspiration for you as you go into another week a couple of things I want to say before I dive into today's session, how to change the world. Number one, I really appreciate all of you soul talkers for your support, for your emails, for sharing the soul talk podcast with friends and family, just to let you know how much I appreciate the love, the support, your generosity, your kindness, your energy. I feel you. I connect with you, and it's amazing to be walking the path with you. So just know how much I appreciate you. Every week, I really think about how I can bring you some of the most inspiring content that is authentic and real in terms of guests, in terms of soul sessions and my episodes. So just know it's a joy to make these for you, and it's great to know how much you're getting out of these episodes. Folks, let's dive into today's session. We're talking about how to change the world. This has been an intense year, yes? 2020, what a year. This is a year, folks, you and I will never forget. And there is so much going on in our world today that we could not have planned. I mean, most of us started off 2020 with high hopes and much excitement and travel and launching businesses and careers. And all of a sudden, March hit, and I think most of our plans got flipped upside down. It was like the universe saying, surprise pandemics, corruption, uh, political upheaval, racial unrest, protest. I mean, on and on and on. If there's not one thing, it's the next thing. And I think it's easy to look at the world and be confused. It's easy to look at the world and feel frustrated and helpless and powerful. But when I look at the world, folks, I really see that the world is going through so much change right now. The world is is going through as it goes through so much change and upheaval it certainly is not pretty on the surface the world and us as human beings we are going through a phase transition i believe we're actually entering into a new era of humanity a new era an upgrade of what it means to be human if we're willing to truly uh, use this time as an evolutionary catalyst for our growth and our expansion it can be easy to look at the world and point the finger. It can be easy to look at the world, and I understand, uh, and look at the world and think, wow, the world is screwed up. The leaders are screwed up. The world's gone mad. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. But consider this. I think many of us, when we look at the world today, I think all of you listening, right, as soul talkers, you, you have some desire to make a difference. You have a a sincere desire to somehow be a contribution to humanity. But I think it's so easy to look at the world right now. And I think we, you can have one of two, three or four 
responses or reactions. You can see the world and maybe you're feeling frustrated by what you see going on, by what you see happening on so many different levels. And maybe that creates some anger inside of you, anger inside of you that either keeps you stuck inside cycling in cycles of this anger that not only keeps you stuck, but keeps you in a sense of frustration. Or you can even use that anger in a righteous way as an impetus to affect change. You can use that anger to channel that anger that you feel to make change. Like something's not aligned, something's not happening. And the anger can then become a gift if you turn that outwards to possibility and potentiality and action. The other response that some of you might be experiencing during this time as you look at the world is a sense of helplessness. Some of us, we're feeling helpless as we're looking at the planet, as we're looking at the environment, as we're looking at the governments, as we're looking at the pandemic, and we feel powerless, powerless to make change like our rights are being taken away. What can I do? What can I do to really make a difference? Things I thought made a difference don't make a difference. And going into powerlessness and a sense of victimhood, I believe, even though it's easy to feel that way, we are not as powerless as we think. And I'm going to share some thoughts in terms of why. We are certainly not powerless. I believe that the pandemic in 2020 was not sent to break you. It was sent to break you open so that you could find, you could dig into the deeper parts of yourself and find resources and aspects of yourself, dimensions of yourself, internal resources that you did not even know was inside you. 2020, the pandemic, is not sent to break you, but to break you open to more. You are bigger than the pandemic. You are bigger than 2020. There is a force. There is a power. There is a source of energy inside of you that is powerful. And I believe this year is giving us the opportunity to truly Feel that, not just talk about it, not just read it, but to access that power within us that we all have, that the great ones have demonstrated and showed us. We are not powerless. What can we do to really make a difference? We'll explore that. Uh, another reaction that sometimes might come up as you look at the world is maybe even triggering into a sense of righteousness, looking at the world and blaming, looking at the world and blaming other people, blaming leaders, blaming governments, looking at the world as screwed up and maybe going into a sense of righteousness like it's all those other people that are messed up. It's all those other people that are screwed up. It's the people on the left, it's the people on the right, it's the blue, it's the green, it's the black, it's, the, it's everyone but me. I believe righteousness will keep us stuck. Righteousness is when we are stuck in a very fixed position thinking that we are right. When we're stuck in a fixed position thinking that we're right, then we're not truly open to the possibilities of life. We are stuck in our ego. The other response during this time is really seeing this time as a gift and as an opportunity, as a gift to clear away everything that, that, that is no longer in alignment with your highest good, as a gift to stop, to step back, to reimagine the future because perhaps some things from the past was not working, but we were so stuck in the business of being busy that we, didn't, we were too afraid to allow ourselves to slow down and dig deeper. When we look at the world, the, other, the fourth response is to see the possibility, the possibility of the world that can be, the possibility of seeing that the world is going through its own internal calibration, recalibration, and the world is also going through its own spiritual awakening and evolution, and that somehow you and I, you know, yes, some folks are saying the world is on the brink of extinction. We have 60 years left. We have 80 years left. 
maybe that is the case, then consider that you and I, we have been born at this pivotal time in human history when maybe the world is in the possibility, facing the possibility as humans, we're facing the possibility of extinction, but you and I have been born at this time for a reason. We haven't been born in this moment of human history to crawl, to die, to give up. We have been born to be a contribution, to rise up, to rise up and be a part of the transformation. And so if you want to change the world, I'm going to say a few simple things. Number one, consider that the world is a mirror manifestation. The world that you see is a mirror manifestation of you. The world that you see is a mirror manifestation of your consciousness. The world that you see is a mirror manifestation of the collective consciousness of all of us combined. Yes, that, that's right. The world that we look at today, we watch the news, we look at, we read about, is a collective manifestation and projection of all the totality of consciousness of all 7.5, however many billion people alive on planet Earth today, the world is a collective manifestation and projection of our consciousness. So in fact, there is no world out there. The world is a projection of the totality of our consciousness. There is no world out there. The world that we see out there in the form of our governments and our leaders and the president of our countries and our leadership and our corruption and our environment and our, you know, unrest, et cetera, et cetera, is really a manifestation, an aspect showing us our deep subconscious, our deep internal psyche. The question becomes, do you like what you see? Do you like what you see? And so... It becomes totally ineffective when you look at the world and think it's separate from you. It, we become totally ineffective when we look at the world and blame and shame and guilt and point fingers. That changes nothing. It also becomes ineffective when we just simply run around chasing the external, trying to fix the external environment. What that does is it only creates a superficial fix on the surface, not a sustainable long-term deep paradigm shift and transformation Transformation in the long-term in terms of the evolution of us as a humanity and our planetary systems. To only change the world outside is one level of change. Systems do need to change. Government does need to change. The way we operate environmentally and, and with our energy and education, so many things do need to change. This is without question. This is without doubt. But consider this. If you really want to change the world, and I know many of you listening really want to have an impact, yes? If you do, wherever you are right now, maybe you're driving in your car, say yes. Say, universe, I'm ready to be a part of the change. Everyone, three, two, one. Say it. Come on, folks. Let me hear you say it. Universe. Uh, I know a few of you aren't saying it, but let's go. Come on, folks. Universe, I'm ready to be a part of the change. Universe, I'm ready to be the change. Realize that in so many ways, we may not have control over the government. We may not have control over our leaders. We may not have control in a certain sense over so many things outside. And that can lead to that sense of powerlessness I was talking about, and even hopelessness I was talking about. And sometimes we go into the sort of abject hopelessness and we just give up. Many folks I see have, we've just given up on life and given up on change and given up on possibilities. 
But what I really do feel is you may not be able to change everything outside, but what you and I have a responsibility for, what you and I have a mandate for, what you and I have the ability to change is ourselves. So I'm saying simply, if you want to change the world, we must change ourselves. We must be willing to have the courage to look inside, to change our inner state of being, our inner energy, our inner frequency, our inner emotional uh, foundation. If we want to change the world, we must be the change by changing ourselves first. Many times we look outside and we focus outside and we watch the news, we point the finger outside because it becomes easier for us to point the finger in blame. It becomes easier for us to look to other people and systems to change rather than being willing to, to start within. And so a couple of ways that you can change the world, folks. Number one, a core foundational way. Look inside your own consciousness and see as you project onto the world what triggers you, what upsets you, what makes you mad, what are you not at peace with, what makes you uncomfortable. If the world is a mirror manifestation of our consciousness and the totality of our consciousness combined, there is no separation from the world and you. The world is you, you are the world, the micro, the macro, the world is your projection and the totality of all of us combined. Look within your own consciousness and see what the world is showing you about yourself. Many times when we look at the world and we see things like police brutality and terrorism, of course, these things are not okay. Of course, we must change the systems that foster the environment for these things to happen. Of course, we must educate the police. Of course, the systems must change. But I invite you to also look at the ways that you are brutal within your own consciousness. Many of us, we are brutal to ourselves. We judge ourselves so hardly. What's wrong with you? You're an idiot. You're a screw-up. You'll never make it. We're constantly being violent in our own minds to ourselves, to our own hearts, to our own minds, battering ourselves day in, day out, shooting ourselves with judgments. We kill ourselves daily with our own violence against ourselves. We must be willing to look at that, to be willing to embrace ourselves into a deeper level of compassion because there is no true healing. There is no true healing. For as long as we are being violent inside of our own selves, violence will exist outside. As inside, as outside. We must be willing to bring the compassion to ourselves because true healing is the application of love to those parts of ourselves that are hurting. So please realize all those parts of yourself that are in pain, all those parts of yourself that feel not enough, all those parts of yourself that feel insecure, all those parts of yourself that feel whatever the pain, hurt, guilt, shame, are parts of yourself that are longing for your attention, parts of yourself that are needing your own compassion, tenderness, and love. We must be willing to start inside instead of waging war within ourselves against ourselves. We've been waging war within ourselves against ourselves for too long. This must stop. Otherwise, it's inevitable. It will project and be manifest in our cities, in our communities, in our towns, in our countries, in our continents. We must also look at things like our own inner racism. Many of us, we we have prejudice within ourselves based on our own conditioning and media and society and what our parents told us. Feeling not enough for being a stunt color, feeling not enough within ourselves that we're not even owning. I feel not enough for being, and you fill in the blank. We must be willing to look at that, own that. Truly learn to fall in love with ourselves. 
with who we are, with our skin, in our skin, being who we are, our humanity. So we have to look at our own inner racism, our own internal inequality, misogyny. The more we look at these aspects of ourselves, look at those parts of ourselves, which is really hard sometimes because it's painful to look at. Wow, I'm so in my ego. Wow, I've been inside of myself. I've devalued women. Wow, I've devalued men. Wow, I've not honored myself for being black, Asian, Indian, whatever the culture, whatever the culture, whatever your cultural uh, expression is in this lifetime. We also have to be willing to look at where we are out of integrity. Where, we, where are you living out of integrity? You know, I think it's easy to look at a Trump or a Boris Johnson or, you know, you fill in your presidents or prime ministers or leaders or governors or what have you in wherever country or state or city that you live in. And to point the finger and say they're screwed up, they're messed up. I'm not saying, folks, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying uh, they're, they're saints and I'm not saying I agree with what they do or don't do but I think it's easy to look at them. And I'm not saying we don't have to hold our leaders accountable. We do, absolutely. Our leaders are here to be in service to the citizens. That is their job and part of our job is to hold them accountable to that. And the inner shift is the key. Let's look at where we are out of integrity. We can point the fingers at the leaders. They don't do this, they're not that way, but how about us? Where do we lie? Where we have integrity? Where do we, where do we not honor ourselves? Where do we not honor another? Where do we not be our word? Where do we not show up fully? Where do we not do what we're going to say? I think when we can bring ourselves into a deeper in, integrity within ourselves, we bring ourselves into alignment, we create a vibrational shift within ourselves. And as we are, you know, kind of like cells inside of a bigger organism called the world, Gaia, then as each cell, you and me, we come into a deeper harmony, integrity, and wholeness and health, we then affect the the vibrational frequency, energetic frequency of the entire planet combined. This is what we can do. This is in our control for sure. This is what we have the power to do. I think the other thing we must be willing to do is, as we look outside, it's easy to blame and shame and you know sometimes in many ways we've all been through painful experiences in the past we've all been through challenging moments in the past and sometimes we carry pain we carry hurt we carry blame we carry guilt we carry shame we carry rage we carry resentment resentment towards your father rage towards men you know anger towards your mother for being a certain way anger towards your uncle and grandfather fathers and you know the list goes on your exes the more pain you hold on to the more unresolved anger emotion feeling from the past holding on to you lower you you create a toxic environment within yourself you lower your vibration and your frequency you just keep yourself stuck circling back circling back circling back you'll end up unconsciously recreating more of those experiences in your life you create by holding on to the pain for whatever the reason, whatever the payoff, whatever the justification, you simply keep yourself in a low vibe, toxic environment within your own consciousness. That gets projected into the world. And if we're all carrying shame, hate, blame, anger, resentment within ourselves, rage within ourselves, it will have to manifest on a global level in the planet, our cities, in our lives. And so 
I think one of the things we can do, you know, and as spiritual beings, one thing I know I've sometimes noticed is we do this thing called spiritual bypass. We want to vibe higher. So we, we suppress or we deny our human level emotions. Spiritual bypass is the process, is the mechanism by which we deny our human level emotions and override it with spiritual concepts, principles. There's a way to not with dark, the heavy, the, the, the human level emotions that are unresolved that we need to deal with. The challenge is this. You can only vibe as high. You can only rise as high in your consciousness and your vibrational frequency as the unresolved stuff that you have not dealt with in your life. That pain, that hurt, that, that resentment that you're still holding on to. So what I found is many times, uh, you may have had this experience, folks. Many times I've seen people over the course of my career, when I work with people, they do these great meditations, they do this great yoga, they do tantra, they do this, open the pineal gland, take plant medicine. They have this great vibrational high opening, see the blue light, wow, met God in the heavens in their meditation, and then boom. The moment they're out of that meditation, come down from, from the mountaintop or Machu Picchu, we come back to earth, to our lives, to our husbands, to our spouse, to the reality, the daily grind, so to speak. We come back into our bodies and then all of the unresolved pain, hurt, guilt, shame is waiting there for us that keeps us stuck. So we can't fully embody the deep awakening, the deep, the deep uh, knowing, the deep awakening, the high vibration that we touched into we can't actually sustain it. This is the challenge. So we yo-yo between our soul and our personality. We yo this is why people have a split between their soul and their personality because we have the awakening of the soul, then we come back to the body, the human self, the personality, which has not dealt with our deeper, darker emotions, shadow aspects of ourselves. And so as a result, the unresolved emotions keeps us stuck. And so we're not able to fully integrate the deep knowing of our souls. This is why people go back and forth. This is why people are split. Some people call it bipolar, which, you know, has its own chemical thing. But many times you may have had this experience, like you feel like two people, like you have this knowing and then you're crazy. Then you have this. And so this is why people yo-yo, they're split, they're stuck, or they can't truly go to the next level. The key is to truly change the world. If you want to really bring peace to the planet, you can't, we can't bring peace to the planet if inside of you there is anger, rage, resentment, hate towards your father, your mother, people in your life, towards yourself. We have to be willing to look at it. We have to be willing to deal with our shadow. We have to be willing to create space in our life to feel, to feel the unresolved feelings that we thought we needed to suppress as children to survive. All feelings remain present till fully felt. So feel those feelings. Let them go. You won't die. All feelings remain present till fully felt. And as you feel them fully, they dissolve. You feel them fully by getting out of your mind. Take the label off of the feelings because we're constantly judging the feelings as good or bad. And just experience the feelings as sensations in your body and let them move through. I've done other podcasts on how to feel your feelings in several videos. You can just Google that, check, scan the podcast, scroll down. But what I'm saying is if we really want to bring peace on the planet, we have to find peace in ourselves because the planet is a manifestation and reflection of our consciousness. How do we bring peace if we're in hate? How do we bring peace and expect us to all get along when we can't forgive our mother or our sister or our brother? doesn't work that way, folks. So 
we can do a huge service to the evolution and progression of peace on the planet by bringing peace in ourselves and healing those fragmented parts of ourselves. What do you need to deal with? This is the personal responsibility, folks. This is a purification. And as I look at the world today in 2020, I see the world going through its own purification. I know it's intense out there and it's easy, it's easy to judge. But in any healing process, what has been suppressed in the darkness, in the shadow, in the subconscious must come to light to be seen, to be recognized, to be embraced, to be owned, to be experienced so that it can be released. You and I, as a planetary, on a planetary level, we are right now currently in a process of purification. Stuff is coming out. Stuff is getting purified. Beliefs, racism, ways of being is all that's been suppressed for hundreds of years coming to the surface. Coming to the surface. So as you shift yourself, realize that it's not just happening in you. You affect the fabric of consciousness on the planet for the whole. You open that possibility for every single human being as a whole. You are affecting the vibration of the planet in your forgiveness, in your shift. Second way, I think, the other way that you can uh, make a difference, folks, is stop waiting for someone else to do it. This is the other thing I'll say for now. Stop waiting for someone else to lead. The government, the president, your local official, your mother, your father, Superman, Buddha, someone else is going to do it. The answer is no. You know, and many folks were waiting for the election, waiting for the election. I'm not, that's not to say changes shouldn't happen, but I really believe that a man or woman in a suit in the government is not going to bring about the change on the planet. We've had many, 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 many people in government as presidents, as prime ministers, and really has the world truly radically altered? Has it really? I mean, I know we're going through an intense year right now, but prior to that, has it really altered? Not really. I mean, regardless of who's president or prime minister, the world is what it is. And so we have to realize it's not the president or prime minister that's going to do it. It's you. It's me. It's us. It's we. We have to realize that we are the ones. You are the ones. That's why I wrote the book. You are the one. And so rather than waiting each day, take one simple action, folks. One simple action that you feel can make a difference. On, on top of what I've already shared, take one simple action that can make a difference. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a phone call to someone you love. Maybe it's a phone call to your government official. Maybe it's writing an email to a particular project. Maybe it's raising some money. What's one thing you can do each day to make a contribution, to make a difference? to forward your cause because, you know, you may not be able to save all the children, but if you save one and I save one and another person, and we, if we all do a little bit together each day, over time, it compounds to create a totally new paradigm and a new reality that we are all living in. The other thing I would say is find a way that it's important that you and I, we live our life. And I think this is really key. This is the last thing I'm going to say because there's so many more, but to keep this episode short, uh, I think it's important that we find a way to live our life in a daily lives with integrity and in alignment. It's easy to talk about the change. It's easy to try to change other people. Is it not like, well, they should change. The president should change. My mother should change. My kids should change. And sometimes, as I've said, it can be an avoidance from dealing with our own stuff. What I'm saying is, Live your life in a way that is the embodiment of what you are requesting. Live your life. How can you live your life in a way that is the embodiment and the example 
of the very change that you are requesting. Many of us were trying to get other people to change, but we haven't made the changes ourselves. Many of us, we talk a great talk about what should change, but we're living something that is not aligned. We're living something that is antithesis, that is the opposite. We make a difference on the planet when we are the change. So I would say, stop trying to change other people. And this next week, be the change. What would it take for you to be the change? What would you need to do? What would you need to give up? What would you need to let go of? What would you need to release? What would you need to remove from your life? What, what addictions, what patterns, what would you need to truly shift in your life so you could be the embodiment of the change? I'm a believer that talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. And when you let your life be the message, when you let your life be the teaching, when you let your life be the example, this speaks volumes. Your job really is not to change others. Your job is not to change the world, it's to change yourself. Your job is not to impose your idea on other people and force your ideas down other people's throats. Your job is to be the fullest, most magnificent expression that the divine life, infinite, created you to be, to shine that, to radiate that, to give your gifts to the world so that your life, your life itself, without your words, becomes the inspiration and that the way you live and the fruits of your life becomes the inspirational invitation for everyone that comes into contact with you or observes you. They want what you have. They want to know more. That invitation will change the world. And then when people come to you and say, what are you doing? I want to know more. Something's working in your life. Something is working. I want to be more like you. I want to understand what you're doing. Then then, then you know you have already made the difference. You've already shifted someone's consciousness, not because of what you said, not because of what you told them, not because of what you forced, but because of who you are being, who you were. I think it was Emerson who said, I can't hear what you're saying because who you are speaks so loudly. Folks, be the change. You and I, we all have the power to change the world. We all have the power to change the world by starting with ourselves. This is where we must all start. And if we all do our part to root out the shame, the guilt, the pain, to root out the internal racism, the internal inequalities, the internal patriarchy, the internal, you know, all those aspects within ourselves that create separation. If we all do our part together, collectively, with compassion, with love, we will create a new humanity together. Do me a favor, share it with friends and family. I think it's an important message today. Uh, if, you want to, if you want to know more about my work, as always, go to my website, cooplaxon.com. Uh, also, September the 19th, as I mentioned, Reset 2020, www.cooplaxon.com forward slash Reset 2020. Join me there. Big hugs, everyone. I look forward to connecting next week. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply 
Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.